everything is defined by its, at a molecular level, everything is defined as a standing wave, as its own inherent resonance. Um, that everything is truly song. Some people believe that the universe exists in a state of praise. So we return to our natural state when we return to a state of praise. In most of the world, in most of history, people sang throughout the day. Every kind of work had a song in, in almost every traditional culture. And when machines came along and people started to work with machines, there were used protests because people didn't know how to work in machine rhythms. And it was painful to give up the rhythms of nature that they'd been singing to traditionally as they worked. So it's our natural state to, to sing. And here, rather than the term meditation, we use the term soul communion. What are the practices that we can do each day that unite us with our sacred essence? And there's no practice that's more available to us and no practice that's more powerful than song. And in this case, we're using a very sophisticated quality of song. We're using mantra yoga. And mantra comes from the same root as woman or man, mind. And mantra means to protect the mind, to care for this mind, because you're only as together as your mind. Uh, so we begin these practices to purify the mind, to heal the mind, to protect uh, the sacred receptacle of our life that we call uh, the mind with mantra yoga and practices of mantra yoga. Now, the first mantra that we're going to be doing this morning <clears throat> is an invocation of the goddess Saraswati. Saraswati means essence of self. You hear that? Essence of self. She is the Shakti, the power, the manifestation of Brahma, the ever-expanding breath of life, the ever-expanding breath of creative intelligence. Uh, while Brahma is very abstract, she is the manifestation, the power, the Shakti, uh, the force in nature uh, that embodies uh, the qualities of Brahma. So our first invocation will be to this essence of ourself as creative intelligence, <coughs> honoring this gift of co-creating this world that we've been given. Again, as we said yesterday, uh, in the Vedic epiphany, God does not lie, God did not, did not, in the past, create the world. Uh, that we are, we, that God becomes the world. The world is the self-sacrifice um, of this vast mystery that we so easily put into this word called God. Now, in ex if we were we stand here, we sit here, at the edge of an infinite ocean of life. We sit here on the shores 
of an infinite ocean of consciousness. If we're to reach into this ocean and take a drop of water out of this ocean, in exactly the same way that a drop of water contains all the qualities of a vast ocean, all the forces, all the principles of a vast ocean, a drop of life contains all the forces, all the powers, all the qualities of this great, infinite, mysterious ocean of life. And a drop of consciousness contains all the qualities, all the forces, all the powers of this vast and mysterious, infinite ocean of consciousness. So you are this drop of life. You are this drop of ocean. Within you are all the powers, all the forces, all the qualities, all the mysteries of this vast ocean of life and consciousness. How do we cultivate the infinity of our being? How do we cultivate the divinity of our being? For thousands of years, we've asked the same question. And these are the resources that we've been given by the great rishis, the great seer sages. That what your mind dwells upon, you become. So here we are invoking the goddess Saraswati, and we are inviting uh, this quality uh, to, we're cultivating these qualities, these divine qualities. We're affirming our own creative potency as the very heart uh, of the universe, as the very center of the universe. Some people say, I've heard it said that, that we are located between the, the tiniest things that we're aware of and the most vast things that we're aware of, that we're the fulcrum, we're right in the center uh, between the greatest, uh, between the macrocosm and, and the microcosm. That we are, of course, in the heart of being. So we're invoking the goddess uh, Saraswati, and I'm supposed to get the emphasis on, the, on, the, on that ah, it's a long ah, so I have trouble um, uh, pronouncing the Sanskrit. Saraswati somehow. Saraswati. Right, yeah, and the ah is supposed to get it. Anyway, so <coughs> the mantra uh, that we're using here to invoke uh, the goddess Saraswati is, um, is what we call a bija mantra. And these are the seeds, the essences, in the same way that, that an acorn has within it uh, all of the intelligence to create a mighty oak. Uh, these are bija mantras. Each is a seed of, um, of, in this case, of a plane of consciousness. Each is the seed of, a, of a, an archetypal dimension of being. <coughs> so first we chant the mystic syllable Om, and Om is the seed of, of universes. In the same way that this tiny resonance of DNA can create this incredibly complex body, Om is the resonance of a quintessence that can create universes. Uh, so when we, we chant the mystic syllable Om, 
we invoke uh, these essences. I'm is the feminine equivalent of Om. Um, so what Om is to the masculine principle, to Shiva, I'm is to Shakti. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great. Um, Om, uh, the deity that rules Om, is Purusha, the cosmic being. The cosmic being. Who is this cosmic person, this cosmic man? You are the cosmic being. You are Purusha. You are the universal, the infinite face of the mystery. Uh, the identity of Atman, the portion of divinity that supports your being, and Purusha, the cosmic being. So Om is ruled by Purusha, the Atman, the self. And its quality is an ascension and expansion of energy. That anytime we chant Om, it uplifts and expands our energy into the light of the self. I'm uh, is an invocation to the goddess Saraswati, uh, to the original Shakti, the primordial sound uh, that is at the seed of creation. And it, um, its qualities are motivation, direction, and willpower. Shreem is an invocation of the goddess Lakshmi, the goddess of fecundity, abundance, wealth, beauty, prosperity, uh, and the highest prosperity, which are faith and devotion and refuge. Rim uh, invokes Parvati, Shakti, uh, and is an invocation of captivation, empowerment, and magic. So the invocation is Om, I'm, Shreem, Rim, Saraswati, Devi, Namaha. And we're going to be chanting this with uh, Karunama, Mother of Compassion, a contemporary saint. So let's see if we can get back to our chant. <coughs> and we're going to chant it 28 times. And um, let's see. Thank you. 
cycle of four, and then there'll be silence to absorb the essence. We'll be chanting into our hearts. And um, in this understanding, the body is a fabric of resonance. The body is a fabric of music. And there is no musical instrument in the world that is more powerful or more perfect than your own voice. Because your voice has the power to resonate with nature, to resonate with life like nothing else. Okay? That the overtones that are the ladder between heaven and earth are embodied in, in your voice in a way that, um, that no other musical instrument can quite contain. Do you hear that? That the subtlety of, of uh, your voice is without parallel. So we have within us the most perfect musical instrument in creation. All other uh, musical instruments aspire to be like our musical instrument, to be able to communicate what our musical instrument is capable of communicating. So we're going to be using the voice to uh, commune with nature, to commune with the subtle realms of divine intelligence. So we're going to be chanting in a really full way, in a really loud way, and really feeling the resonance, and then feeling the overtones, and feeling the silence uh, of the soul communion uh, of our chanting. So I encourage you to chant loudly, and to just chant into your body, and to savor the ambrosia of the soul communion of the chanting. So we're going to try to go back to the beginning. So uh, we'll be chanting four times, and then we'll be basking in the silence and the subtlety of the silence. And then we'll be chanting uh, for a 